Welcome to Financial University, where we are passionate about helping you to thrive when it comes to money. I'm Luke Rogers, and on today's episode, I'm joined by Angus McCrum and Kevin Harvey. Angus is the founder of Trinity Norfolk, who provide financial planning and advice. And Kevin is a trainer with Christians Against Poverty, an amazing organization who work with people to create budgets and to get out of debt. Thank you so much for joining me today. We are talking about something that is um, perhaps not everyone's favourite subject. It doesn't sound that exciting to start with, but we're going to be talking about budgeting. Maybe you guys want to start off by telling us why this is something that you're passionate about, why you think this is something that's important. Yeah, sure. Um, well, actually, I find budgeting very exciting. I've <laughs> I've been um, doing personal budgeting for myself and, and my family uh, since the mid-90s. I've been trying to remember when I started. Um, it's so long ago, I, I can't remember. And I've found it very comforting to be able to know where you are financially, what's what's happened and uh, take an account of what's coming up. For example, I know I've got the car insurances and an MOT coming up and I'm ready for that. It's not going to be a surprise. One of the great things about, about budgeting is it uh, gets you prepared for the future. If you read uh, a good book which is called uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, one of the lessons that he, he drives home through that book is most people think they, they work for money. But actually, what you need to do is get the money working for you. You should think that you know each pound or dollar or yen or whatever your favourite currency is should be working for you, uh, and you shouldn't be working for it. it. It's it's a tool, not a um, not a, um, a a thing to tie you down. It's a thing to set you free. Angus, how about you? Why do you think this is a valuable topic to be talking about? My real kind of core thing is that every pound in your pocket should have purpose. Mm. there's so much purpose behind money and has such an impact for not only today but the future so budgeting is a way of of getting there it's one of those tools i think budgeting seems to be one of those things you you bring up when people don't understand money and they, they just they just go ah no i can't do it I've looked at ways of how do you make budgeting something you can walk with every day without feeling like a ball and chain I think when people say budget, that conjures up a lot of different ideas as to what that looks like. But how would you define a budget? What is a budget? Yeah, so um, how would I define a, a budget? Really, it's simply knowing what comes in, what goes out and where it goes to and making sure it's going to the right places. You're right. People misunderstand budget because it, cause budget, generally speaking, has perhaps a, uh, a negative connotation about it or an implication you know oh you know he's he's out tonight but he's on a budget that means he can't afford it or you know hey we're going to go on holiday uh, we're using a budget airline oh that means you're going you know cheap well it doesn't it, you know quite the opposite i can assure you that uh, richard branson and um, people of his ilk all have personal budgets and they don't necessarily fly budget airlines but they certainly have a budget to run their life so i think i think budget has got a really bad uh, implication when you say it um, where all it just means is, you know, knowing what comes in, what goes out and making sure that the out is less than the in. One of the things that I've been thinking about budgeting as well, that it's a statement of intent, isn't it? It's, it's looking at all of the money that you have coming in, 
and thinking, well, actually, how much do I want to be going to this? How much do I want to be investing in my future? How much do I want to be spending on food? How much do I want to be spending on entertainment? How much do I want to be giving? And obviously, there are constraints on that. There are a minimum costs that you need to reach for certain things like food and electricity. But you can kind of work to, to minimise those if that's not something that you really are passionate about and want to spend your money on but actually deciding ahead of time what your priorities are and living intentionally with your money rather than just letting life happen to you and kind of letting your money go all over the place but I think yeah kind of deciding up front that these are my priorities this is what I believe in this is what's important to me this is what I'm passionate about this is what makes me excited this is like some people spend loads of money on the hobbies and if that's something that you love doing that's so important in your life that you just can't get enough of then why wouldn't you want to spend money on it but as you said like having that kind of budget set up gives you the freedom to actually do the things that you enjoy in life and and put money aside there and maybe reduce other things other costs that are just life happening to you and, and kind of stuff that's less exciting yeah that's a good one i was recently did a uh, a budgeting course and one of the ladies on there she had eight cats and was struggling to feed them so one might instantly say well get rid of the cats but that was her passion that's what she she loved looking after cats and looking after strays by rebudgeting uh, and just jiggling what she was paying out in a few places she was then easily able to manage the, the cat food and the cat vet bills which made her happy and the cats happy so yeah you're right <laughs> you know it, it is intentional it's a really good word associated with budgets I know personally I've found in the past like when maybe my my salary wasn't great I just think well I'm just going to spend as little as possible I don't really need a budget like <laughs> like yeah. what and I, and I can kind of see my flawed logic there. But what what would you say to someone like that who's in a situation where they think, well, I don't really have any extra income, so I'm just trying to reduce all of my expenses. Like, how is a budget going to help me? I think when you've got not really a lot coming in, you can still give purpose to the money. And when you become intentional, it's surprising how much extra you can find where at the end of the month you might even be able to go, wow, I'm able to do X, and I didn't think that I was able to do that. Yeah, certainly cutting down on your expenditure if you know you've, you know, you haven't got much coming in is is the first step. But what that doesn't allow you to deal with, as I said earlier, is is future events. Just cutting down everything, you, you're not then preparing yourself for what might hit you, where the might is. It will, you know, something will cost you money in the in the near future. I, I recently had some issues with my teeth, and um, and the dentist said, "Oh yes, yes, we can replace that. That'll be seven hundred pounds." And I thought, "Wow, I'm not spending seven hundred pounds on my teeth, you know." And I, I didn't expect that. I've I've planned for my cars. I've planned for holidays. Didn't plan for teeth. <laughs> So, so you know, you're right. You can, you know, say, oh, I don't need a budget because of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just spending as little as possible. That does not allow you to plan for things that are going to catch you out, and they will come along. So, practically speaking, what, what does having a budget look like, and how long does all of this stuff take to set up? So nowadays, there are many, many tools available online or on your phone that will help you do a budget. And I reckon, uh, unless you're phenomenally complicated in your financial affairs, you can probably set a budget up 
a, a reasonably good budget in, in an hour, maybe two hours tops. So, you know, you can watch a, an episode of The Walking Dead or Love Island or you can set a budget. I know the latter might be less attractive than the former, but it, it should only take you an hour or two to, to get your budget, budget in order. You will then take some time to refine it over the next, you know, weeks and months. But it really doesn't take long to uh, to set stuff up. And there's there's loads of tools on the internet that can, can help you. Yeah, the way I approached it was I got my bank statement for a few months. Just had a, had a look down through the bank statement, highlighted the regular things. So you've got standing orders, direct debits, and started categorizing what was going out. And that then formed a basic understanding of what was happening with my money, which I found really helpful. So rather than looking at the, the, the pounds, shillings and pence, I was having a look at the areas that I was focusing on. And I was starting to see the importance that I was giving certain areas. So I was able to then go, well, gosh, this area is quite high. Do I really want it at that high? This area is a lot lower. Maybe I want to boost that a bit. Um, and then keeping in mind, as, as Kevin said, you know, you've got your, your what ifs, things that you don't expect. You've also got, you know, car expenditures that happen annually. You've got Christmas that happens annually. And so, you know, just putting little bits aside here and there to, to build up uh, a pot to, to cover those areas. I tried various different apps and they didn't work for me. I think I got in too much into the detail. So working with the bigger picture was really helpful. And then I looked for a system, a very sort of easy system that I could review a budget more on a monthly basis and run the system on a daily basis without having to really be concerned about spending an hour a day on on the money from that point of view. But that might be something that we um, we have a look at in a little bit. Yeah, that's that's a really good point is to come up with a budgeting system that suits each individual. Um, as I've already said, that you know, I love budgeting. It doesn't take me long each day, but I love it. I do everything down to the nearest penny. Um, I I make sure everything adds up. But you're absolutely right. You don't have to do that. There's you know, you don't have to you know do a monthly or a yearly report to anyone and, and make sure every penny is accounted for as long as you have a, a pretty good understanding of you know where it comes from, where it's going to and what your priorities are. Um, for most people, that will do. Um, you know, if you if you sort of plus or minus a tenner each month, that's actually pretty darn good. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Kevin, do you want to mention your your stat, your sixty-seven thousand? Oh, yes. Yeah, no, no, it's 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 I I got that calculation wrong. So one of the things when you do start to do a budget, and and even as a simple thing like Angus was suggesting, is just look at your bank statements and go through it. And you'll see things on there. You go, oh, wow, that's, you know, that's the car insurance. I know what that is. But you'll see lots of things you, you didn't expect, you didn't remember. Uh, the amount you spend on Amazon is always quite a good one. If you've got an Amazon account, the amount that you spend on Amazon, um, that will surprise you. And it's, as you go through, you'll soon get an idea of, um, you know, things you think, well, why am I spending so much money on this, that or the other? Or, wow, have I still got gym membership? I thought I'd cancelled that. And, and if you spend an hour or so, like I said before, and you go through, and if in that hour you identify, say, £100 worth of savings um, that is going out a month, which is often not that hard, an hourly rate of £100 an hour, that's if you think about it, if you work eight hours a day, that, that would be the equivalent of um, earning £800 a day or £4,000 a week. Or if you scale it up to a yearly salary, 
£100 an hour is the equivalent of £208,000 a year. Wow. So, yeah, I got the calculation wrong earlier. Um, so, so what I'm, I'm trying to allude to is the, the value of spending an hour or two hours sorting your money out, saving money where you can. Uh, it's a phenomenally good payback on your time. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> wow, yeah, I got I, so I missed a note off somewhere before, so it's yeah, over yeah, an equivalent hundred pounds an hour is an equivalent rate of, of two hundred thousand pounds a year, and that sounds like a, a good investment of time if you can make hundred quid in an hour. Yeah, let's, let's go on to talk about systems. So Angus, you were saying that you've got a system set up. So are you are you checking like Excel every day? What 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 does it look like for you? So monthly, I'll have a, a closer look at that. So your bank statement comes through. You know, you have a look at are you spending where you thought you were spending? And that way you can be corrective. But you should also be aware that, you know, what you spent is what you had planned to spend. So you can see the distinction between, yep, I had planned to spend this. And, oh, this is something that I hadn't planned to spend on how can I prepare for that for the future so that helps keep an eye on what you're doing with your budget and how that budget is actually panning out what I did to give myself a system on a daily basis because I, I don't really have the time to go through every day looking at exactly what's gone on is that I I have a whole bunch of different accounts but basically the three accounts that I work with maybe four the first one is income account. Nothing comes out of that income account. There's no direct debits, there's no bills, it's just money coming into that account and I'll explain later. Then I've got a bills and um, account, so my direct debits, my standing orders, even the annual bills that I've got, like the car. I'll continue to put in each month the amount to cover that, plus a little bit extra to cover all of the annual bills. Um, so then I don't have the stress of, am I going to be able to pay this bill? It's just money that's set aside and all the bills get dealt with by that account. And it's bills and standing orders only with the occasional ad hoc MOT or, or car service. I then have a living account and that covers food, petrol. In fact, you can split the living account into two because you've got a basic need. I need this amount each month to survive. Anything over than that, you can do it on, you know, spend on your Amazon or, or other leisure activities. And a fourth account is savings. So you can build up your savings over time. Now, the way that I work this, I'm a Christian. So when the money comes in, the first thing that I want to do is honor God. So when I see the money come in, I'm grateful and I take 10% and I set that aside for God. I send that by backs off to the church. And that, that bit, that's my most exciting part of this process because I know that God's equipped me for the work that I'm doing and he's blessing all of the work of my hands, which is just amazing. And it's a really great time to be grateful. And then I move into the next part where... I look at how much needs to go into the bills and I move that. I look at how much needs to go into living and I move that. I look at the savings and I move it into that. And then if I've got left over after that, then there's a discretion where it's like, OK, well, fine. This bit's a bit low. I need to build up that bit. Or money has this sort of thing about breathing. It comes in and goes out. So all the time you're, you're, you're juggling, you're, you're correcting the additional money I'll, I'll maybe put in an emergency pot. 
as a as a bit of a buffer for those ad hocs that you really aren't expecting. Actually, um, my wife and I we've started doing something. We haven't quite got that many bank accounts yet, but we like the the key one that we've set up is is as you say separating our our standing orders from our living expenses, and and that's been really helpful to be able to see like within the month how far through this living expense account of have, have we gone how much money is left it's great it's it's really giving us a, a view of of how much we're spending but you know one of the things that we found recently is that we keep running out of money too early <laughs> um so like if we're we're constantly going over that budget so for people that are struggling to to stick to the budget that they've set up if you're going over budget what should you do in that situation? If you don't have a, a, like a buffer account, then it gets problematic because you, you, you're having a look at the money that's going out and you just think, oh, shoot, where, where am I going to get this additional money? If somebody's in a situation like that, and we've all had it, I've had to review what we've been spending and even have a look at why we've been spending it what was I thinking? What was the movement of my heart when I was making those decisions? A bit bizarre, but we don't make the decisions predominantly through logic. We make them through feeling. Feelings have a big, big impact on how we spend our money. So it could be like, oh, I feel good. I'm going to spend an extra 20 quid on a, on a particular area. And then you do that four or five times and you suddenly find that you, you're out by £100 and you wonder where that's gone. Going through the statement, the bank statement, and understanding where the money is being spent is a great help to be able to review, okay, our budget said this, our spending is this, what are we going to do next month? Just because you haven't hit it one month doesn't mean that it's a complete disaster. It's just, okay... How do we position ourselves for next month? And so it's a living, it's a growing thing. You're on a journey. A budget is a good journey. Yeah, very much. When you start budgeting, one of the um, the, the first principles is to set up, as you called it earlier, um, Angus, um, a buffer. You need to set up some, some savings. Savings is perhaps not quite the right word. It is, it is an emergency fund. So that should something unexpected come along, initially things like, you know, a breakdown, the good old example of the washing machine breaking down or your car breaking down, you suddenly have to cover that you've got some money to cover any emergencies. Um, but you also then need to, to bear in mind about longer term emergencies, like if you lose your job or, you, you know, you, you have an illness if you're self-employed or you need to make sure you're gathering money for the tax man. So you need to you know do this and it takes time you can't just spend an hour get a budget and say right that's it i'm sorted financially for the rest of my life because that's unfortunately not it it uh, it just takes time to budget uh, and get money saved up but once it becomes a habit and you put in mechanisms in place so that it automatically happens uh, as angus was saying you know sending money uh, into savings account automatically uh, means you don't have to think about it and then all of a sudden you can look like a year later you go oh wow look how much money i've got there i never knew you know and it, it you can get some nice surprises so yeah we all ran out of our money and i said i've been budgeting for many many years and i still have issues every now and again where i just don't quite have the right money in the right place and have to move stuff around but that's the joy is that you have the options and the abilities and the skills to do that as opposed to using a word like shoot um 
because you're in financial difficulties again. As you guys are saying, that it is uh, an active thing. You're not going to set this system up once and forget about it. Like it might be, I think maybe for us because we're in the early days, maybe we've just underestimated what our living expenses are, and mm. we need to just increase it to what our actual spending is, and then, well, to a reasonable level, and then have that as the the thing that we stick to rather than trying to over constrain ourselves but yeah I guess continuing to work on it review it each month and as you said like reviewing it is is just hey let's look at your bank account look at your statement which for most people that's just looking at your phone because you've, you've got it on your phone and see what what you've been spending on yeah and that's the great thing with some of the phone apps nowadays the phone, the phone banking or uh, banking that you can do on your phone is uh, a lot of the challenger banks uh, and newer banks instantly give you the breakdown they know that you've spent stuff in um, coffee shops or on groceries or on petrol and they will automatically do that breakdown for you which is really good so kevin you've got a different system than with your budgeting actually it's not having having heard you talk about it, it's not that dissimilar um so the, the 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 cap money course that i teach it's christians against poverty they have a structure which is uh, three accounts and they can be within the same bank that's it's not necessarily three separate individual bank accounts so the first the one account is where the money comes into uh, your pay or your uh, your credits or your student loans or whatever it is that comes in and then you distribute that to your outgoings for your bills so where all your regular paying goes out your 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 phone bills and your bt sorry your broadband and insurance or whatever it happens to be um so you put some of your money goes into that some of the money goes into the cash account just like you have yourself where you spend it on your day-to-day spending and the third one is split off into a savings account so they they split it against three accounts not too dissimilar to what you you described so uh, and you can usually do that within within a a particular bank will allow you to set that structure up you don't as i don't have to have three separate individual bank accounts and anyway setting up bank accounts nowadays is actually pretty easy yeah yeah you could probably set up a couple of extra accounts with your bank in an evening without any issues yeah um yeah really simple and what i really like about the the multiple accounts approach is that mostly it doesn't require effort from you you just have to spend on on the right account Um, exactly yes and then it kind of it's self-managing and you can set up direct debits to, to your to yourself to kind of put money in the right place at the start of the month and it's a lot of it gets automated i know in the past we've tried stuff with our budgeting where like after every shop we would write it down on our phone and like have to do a bit of maths and and actually we kept it it up for quite a while (laughs) but then it just got so burdensome that we stopped doing it and then as soon as you stop doing it you don't have a budget and as soon as you don't have a budget you don't stick to budget and the spending skyrockets so yeah having stuff in place having these systems in place that are automated and easy to maintain is is really good absolute key yeah absolutely there are two things um that just in that conversation that i want to pick up on one of them is seeing the statement and seeing what you spent on your phone and just being able to go through that i would encourage um, if anyone was going to do that on their phone i'd encourage them to have a pen and paper just to one side to make notes because it's one thing seeing it on on your phone it's another thing trying to remember it and trying to sort of all split it off so if you don't have an app that splits it all off for you 
And even if you do have an app that splits it off for you, it's still really good to be able to make notes as you're going through because it's part of the process. Part of the interaction about writing stuff down is like, I'm writing this down a lot. What is it that I'm writing down? What is it that I'm grouping together? So you become a lot more intentional with your money. Yeah. Yeah. There's that word again, intentional. That's, that is such a good word to associate with money. Because I think one of the things that um, once you do start to get your budget in order and understand where and, and what your money is used for, you can be intentional. And uh, and, and obviously um, we, we have our beliefs, uh, Angus and Luke, uh, and, and like all of us, we are intentional with our giving as well. We, we choose and decide uh, that we will give and we make that a priority. And, you know, we int- intentionally give to our church because that's the right thing to do and to do that first. Um, to honour God and and to know that we can live with what is what remains after we have honoured God. Initially, you live in 100% of your money, and then when you start giving 10% to God, what it teaches you is to live within 90% of your income. And actually, that's that's a that's a pretty good thing to do to know that you can live within 90% of what you actually earn, rather than trying to live within 110%, which unfortunately some people get themselves into the, uh, a state of doing. So for people that are in debt maybe a, a lot of debt how will budgeting help them for somebody who's who's in debt especially if it's keeping you awake at night and it's and it's far more common than you might think you have to get help budgeting is is part of the jigsaw but um i use an analogy that um that debt is a bit like toothache it doesn't go away unless you do something about it and it only gets worse and worse uh, there are quite a few good agencies that will help you um step change is a good one uh, cap themselves uh, christians against poverty uh, exceedingly good they come in they will look at your budget they'll actually do a budget for you and they will then talk to any creditors you have be that credit card or uh, any other debtors and they will uh, use their considerable power and negotiating skills to get you into a better position so that you can pay the debt off so if if you have got debt if there is an issue um, don't put it off uh, just go and get help there's plenty of uh, organizations out there that will help that's the only thing you need to do you need to go and get help is there anything else that you guys want to talk about yeah i think the thing about money um money is intrinsic to our lives and one of the things that we can often do is run away from wanting to deal with money because money can inadvertently challenge attitudes in our hearts they can challenge attitudes that we have. We can be ostriches, bury our heads in the sand and just think, yeah, I know how much money's going in, coming in, which is great, but actually I've got these and these and these wants. And so I go out and buy whatever the wants are. But if you bring it, boil it down, those wants may not actually add value to your life. Mm-hmm. You know, having a bigger screen TV isn't going to add value to your life. It's just going to be a bigger screen TV to watch. It might be nicer, but it's not going to really add value to your life. So the thing about money is that money challenges our values. And how we handle it, we demonstrate what those values are. So sometimes we don't want to actually do a budget because we're scared of what it might show of the values that we're we're expressing in our day-to-day living. Actually, the reason for me doing a budget isn't because I don't have one. The reason for me doing a budget 
is because I care about my future and I care about the future of those who I love and who are close to me. That's a, a really good drive for let me give purpose and intention to my money. Yeah, really agree with that. That's that's a, a, a good set of points there. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll add my own is that um, really money and uh, finance is a life skill and yet it's not taught. We, we teach our children, to use my dental um, analogies again, we teach our children to brush their teeth. It's difficult to get them to do that because they see no value in it. But we know as parents and adults that, uh, you know, looking after your teeth is a long term uh, life skill that you have to do or end in a world of pain. And yet we don't teach our children well about money. There's no mechanisms in school uh, particularly to teach about money. And yet if you don't get that life skill, if you don't have those skills to deal with money and know how, how to work with money, as, as I said, you're going to end up in a world of pain because at some point something will go wrong. Yeah. And I think like it's, it's great that we're starting this podcast with budgeting because I think it's mm. a great foundation to have. But as you said, like there's there's so much more to money as well. And I'm, I'm really excited about the stuff that we're going to be unpacking in, in the weeks to come. Cool. Well, th- thank you both for joining me. It's been really good. Yeah. And uh, look forward to talking with you again at some time. Sounds good. Thank Bye. you. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Financial University is a part of Proclaimers, a modern, vibrant 21st century church with campuses in Norwich, Ipswich and Bratislava. We're online too. Check us out at Proclaimers.com. For show notes, links and resources, head to financialuniversity.co.uk.